Our scripture for tonight comes from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Crinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Teresa. Kelly Tripcheck is a spiritual director and a poet who lives in Boiling Springs, Pennsylvania. And she recently wrote a poem that I just love, which is entitled Midnight Benediction. And it goes like this. Half awake, deep under a layer of the blankets, I hear my son cry out in his cold, dark room at the end of the hall. Ya, 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 ya. He calls, pausing to wait for his brother's reply. Answering silence is followed by thump, patter, then the squeak of his door. Halfway down the hall, the word, mommy, slips from his lips. What, I call, still snuggled, waiting to hear what will be required of me. A drink of water, a blanket straightened and tucked, a song or a hand held in the dark. I love you, he calls. And then I hear his footsteps turn as he hurries back to his warm bed. Now I am awake and thinking of his voice splitting the night like an angel choir. The words, I love you, falling like snow across an otherwise silent night.
Friends, the story of Christmas is that amidst the brokenness and the fear and the worry of our lives and of our world, in Jesus Christ, born in Bethlehem, God loves us. God reaches out to claim us and redeem us. The distance between the sacred and the secular, between heaven and earth, is bridged. God's perfect and complete love is given to us. It's given to all the world. In the baby born to Mary, God calls out to us, I love you. And that love changes everything. And the simple invitation that God extends to us on this holy night is to receive that love, to simply receive it. It is a gift freely given, no strings, no conditions attached. And the invitation God extends to us is to go forth into the world and to embody that love for those who are hurting or lost or alone. It's how it was for those first shepherds on that first Christmas long ago, keeping watch over their flock by night. And angels of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and, and they were terrified. The angel said, don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy for all the people unto you was born this day in the city of David, a savior, it's, it's Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You'll find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And the shepherds said to one another, let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went and they found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. They found the gift and they did not keep the gift, the good news, to themselves. They shared it with others. And all who heard it had their lives changed by what the shepherds told them. They received the unexpected and life altering gift of God's love in a child born in Bethlehem. And then without delay, they shared that gift with others. They did not keep quiet about it or hide it away for themselves. They did not sleep on it. They did not organize a committee or call a meeting to talk about it. They shared it. The text says they made known to others what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. And so I wonder on this holy night, if you are in need of receiving the gift of God's great love, or receiving that gift anew, God's game-changing, world-shaking, wholehearted love. Many of us, in theory, know of that love. We have heard about it. We have been present while others have spoken about it. But many of us live our days as though it need be earned or deserved or that it is perhaps granted with extravagance to others, but not to us. 
I love the story of the group of first graders who were asked to do a writing assignment one day in school. The question they were assigned to answer was, what is love? It's a great question. Emma, age six, answered it this way. Love is when you're missing some of your teeth, but you're not afraid to smile because you know your friends will still love you even though part of you is missing. What a blessing it is to have just one person in your life who will love you with that kind of unconditional love even though some of you is missing. And what an even greater blessing it is to know that that is how God loves you. The God who separated the heavens from the earth, who called into being all that is, the God who creates each human being in God's glorious image and who sent his son into the world to love us and to redeem us. For many of us, maybe all of us, there are moments when we wonder if perhaps we are beyond the reach of God's love and care. There are moments where we think we have drifted too far, messed up too many times, or have become too lost to ever find our way home again. The gift of Christmas is a reminder of God's pure and perfect love a love granted to each one of us at the very moment of our creation and which is seen and known more clearly, more fully in the one born in Bethlehem. And the gift of Christmas is the invitation to incarnate the gospel. It's to embody that love for others, even those who are difficult to love, the stranger, the outcast, a person we have nothing in common with and that we just can't stand to love them as God loves us, that they might know of God's love more fully. Did you hear that Paul McCartney had lunch at the Blue Cafe just a few days ago here in town? I mean, I don't know about you, but that's just about one step below the Pope or even Bruce Springsteen himself showing up is to have Paul McCartney, that international rock star, member of the Beatles. He was here unexpectedly one Friday, a cold Friday in Basking Ridge for lunch, the Blue Cafe. A member of our church staff heard about that, emailed to the whole staff a, a photo and the story that he had been here. And so many of the other staff members responded with such great disappointment that they missed that moment. If only I had known, one responded. If only someone had told me, wrote another. What a glorious opportunity we are all given as people of faith to share the news, to extend an invitation, to tell the story of the arrival that no one else's, even Paul McCartney's, can come close to. The invitation that God extends to us on this holy night is to receive God's great love, to simply receive it. For it's a gift freely given, no strings, no conditions attached. 
No minimum GPA, no other measures of worthiness or perfection are required. And the invitation God extends to us is to go forth into the world and to embody that love for those who are hurting or lost or alone. And I close with this story. Dawn Husnick had not had an easy life. She had had struggles with alcohol, failed relationships. She struggled with depression. But by God's grace and love, she found her footing. She went to school to become a nurse. She found a church that would nurture and support her. She works in an emergency room in a hospital in Chicago. And she shares how one day in particular stood out from all the others and left her changed. Heading into work one Saturday night for her second 12-hour shift in a row, she was already physically and emotionally spent before she even walked in the door. The sound of ambulances and an approaching medical helicopter were signs that it would not be an easy night. Dawn, can you lock down room 15, yelled out her charge nurse as she arrived to check in at the nurse's station. When someone asked for a lockdown, it was usually for a particularly difficult or combative patient. Two security guards stood outside the room like bouncers anticipating a drunken brawl. She walked past them into the room to get things set up. The masked medics arrived with an elderly man strapped and restrained to a stretcher. The hallway cleared with heads turned away in disgust at the, at the smell surrounding them. His feet hung over the edge of the stretcher covered with plastic bags tightly wrapped around the ankles. The smell was overpowering as the ER doc uncovered his swollen, encrusted feet. The doctor ordered lab work and tests, a shower complete with betadine, foot scrub, antibiotic ointment, and non-adherent wraps. Dawn was overwhelmed by the sadness of the situation. She gazed at this man, frightened, alone, restless, mumbling incoherently to himself through his scruff of a beard. His eyes were hidden behind his unwashed and unkept long hair. It appeared he had no one to love him, no one to call to be with him. She wondered about his past, what his story was, what the events were that brought him to this place. She imagined that most of the people he encountered ignored him in his broken life. They wanted nothing to do with him. But as much as she tried, she couldn't, for she was drawn to him. The smirking security guards helped her walk him to the shower. As they entered the shower room, she set out the shampoo and soaps and towels like they were staying at a five-star hotel. She thought to herself that at least for these 10 minutes, this forgotten man could be treated like a king. For those 10 minutes, she would love him as best as she could, the way God loved him. After he showered himself, she 
walked him to the chair where there were warmed blankets and two basins of warm water set on the floor. And as she knelt at his feet, her heart broke and her stomach turned as she gently picked up his swollen and rotted feet. Most of his nails were black and curled over at the top of his toes. The skin was rough and broken and covered with sores. Tears streamed down her face while her gloved hands tenderly sponged the brown soap over his wounded feet. The room was quiet as the once mocking security guards started to help by handing her towels. As she patted the last foot dry, she looked up and for the first time, his eyes looked back at hers. For that moment, he was alert and aware and tears flowed from his eyes as he quietly said, thank you. Now I know that most of you don't work as a nurse in an ER. I know that most of you are not chaplains in a, in a prison. You might not have the voice to sing the, the solo on Christmas Eve. But I promise you that each of you are given opportunities each day to incarnate God's love for others, to be bearers of the good news of the child born in Bethlehem, the one who came to love us and to set us free from our sin and who the choir of angels sang hymns of praise to glorify. The world is filled with those who hurt and struggle, with those who feel forgotten and alone. And God loves them and is with them. And we are invited by God to remind them of that by the way that we love them. It's not something we have to do. It's something we get to do. The story of Christmas is that amidst our brokenness and fear in Jesus Christ, born in Bethlehem, God loves us. The distance between the, sec between the sacred and the secular, between heaven and earth is bridged. God's perfect and complete love is given to us. It's given to all the world. In the baby born to Mary, God calls out, I love you. And that love changes everything. Receive that love. Receive this night that gift. And go forth into the world and embody it for others. For unto us, all of us, a child is born, a son is given, and his name shall be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. <laughs>